everyone, and welcome to a very spooky special episode <laughs> of Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your keeper of tricks and treats. <laughs> With me today are Hannah. Is it going to be like this the whole podcast? I'm just- You never play along with our bits (laughs) at the beginning. No, it's not just the introduction. Okay, good. Uh, I'm Hannah, and for this one shot, I am playing Jasper, the owner and operator of everyone's favorite bar, The Prospector. And what playbook is Jasper? Jasper is the flake. Excellent. Kyle. Yeah. I'm so glad you have somebody to play along with this. <laughs> I am playing Stan the Science Guy. Ah, ah, ah. And Tio. Hello. <laughs> I am playing a vampire. I'm not. I'm playing Cecilia. She's the opposite of a vampire. She's a medic. <laughs> no canines at all. No. Oh, man. That's a good idea. A vampire who's also a medic. Thank you for He's that story. He's also a blood idea. drop. <laughs> like no, a- nobody steal that. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> That's mine. GM, GM, Don't GM. steal it. You heard it. Hannah called dips. Mine. We're going to we're gonna jump right in, but two quick notes before we get to it. First, I want to thank the folks at The Crit Show for creating the Science Guy playbook. Yay. And the Medic playbook is one of my own creation, and we'll get into everybody's moves and stats and all those goodies as we play. So let's get to it. Oh, quick Arteo. question. Uh, sidebar of the thing. Sorry, Quinn. Do we have any luck for this one shot? <laughs> oh, good question. Yes, you have one luck. Okay. You are not doomed when you use okay. it. Excellent. Thank you, Kyle. Our tale begins on a crisp autumn day in Firmament, Colorado. The kind of day where the sun beams relentlessly, but it never seems to warm the brisk air or sodden soil. Where the loamy scent of vegetation being reclaimed by the earth coats your tongue and nostrils with every breath you take. The three of you have just piled out of Detective Galvan's large SUV alongside the other members of the Daylight Society. Leon, sporting a festive orange cardigan, scampers ahead eagerly. Kristen tests her rather stylish boots in the mud, grimacing slightly as they sink in. Galvan stands stoically by the car, taking in the scene behind a pair of aviators. Beyond the gravel parking lot is a muddy path carved through a patch of felled corn, no. Further ahead, no. you can see a cluster. No. Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> Further ahead, you can see a cluster of bright red wood structures in varying sizes, accompanied by garish decorations and farm equipment. Shrieks of fear and laughter echo out from the fields in the distance. You all have arrived at Spooky Jim's Corn Maze and Pumpkin <laughs> Farm, Motherfucker. the site of your Daylight Society team-building retreat. <laughs> Fun fact, he gave himself that name. Sorry. <laughs> he sent us to a fucking corn maze. Quinn. Yeah, he did. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, the Halloween I did special. Go on. <sighs> Continue. Yeah, this is great. Listeners, there it. may be a bit of history with our, our little group in corn mazes, which we'll probably get into at some point. Uh, yes. I don't think it'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it'll give it'll give the audience a chance to vote 
what kind of corn maze person are you? There is a right answer. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Leon beams at the, the rest of you from the entrance to Spooky Jim's Corn Maze and Pumpkin Farm and says, all right, let's go, team. Come on. Time to go. Don't forget, we have the Corn Maze Tour booked at 5 o'clock, so everyone be sure to meet at Country Village at 4.30. Until then, enjoy. All right, Mian. Stan, did you dress like everyone who works here on purpose, or is that just your outfit? Oh, this? No, this is from last year. Oh, that's not an explanation, but all right. <laughs> Jester's going to pull up his, his jeans. He's wearing some very fitting cowboy boots. Which, uh, for listeners, I'm going to let you know, cowboy boots in a muddy corn maze is not a good idea. You will slip. It will be very unpleasant, and you will get mud all over them. But for the- You're right, Kyle. Definitely not going to come up. (laughs) For the point of character, because, you know, Jasper works at the Prospector, he's definitely wearing cowboy boots and plaid and a cowboy hat. And he's going to go in. <laughs> Cecilia is going to be a bit behind because she's a little embarrassed by the whole the outfit. It seems a bit much to her. She wants to stay under the radar. So she's just trailing behind a bit. So all three of you dressed up to go to this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Cecilia is dressed up like a farmhand. She thought that that would be like cute and fitting. So she's got like a plaid shirt and then just like uh, overalls and duck boots because um, she's ready. She's ready to get down and dirty in the corn maze. It's a good choice. Uh, does she have a piece of hay like sticking out of her mouth? Is she chewing? A, a- no, but she does have a scalpel with her. That is not something that farmhands usually have. <laughs> no, uh, but in case- th- But that's okay. Look, All right. you never know when you're going to have to do an emergency tracheotomy, especially Very in a true. corn maze, you know? So Very true. Cecilia's just All waiting right. for that moment where someone yells, is there a doctor here? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Stan's wearing big welly boots, jean shorts, and a bright orange hoodie that says <laughs> spooky gyms. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, very I'm nice. dead. <laughs> the episode's over. <laughs> you go along. I'll, uh, I'll catch up in delightful. a moment. What is Stan doing? Uh, Why is Stan hanging back? Uh, Stan's just going to go around the corner for a little bit and just get a quick little toke of the good stuff. Of the of the chronic. <laughs> a bit of chiba. Small bit of green. Excellent. A small, a tiny roach. A little, now, a little baby tree. Uh, hey, Stan, what's your sharp? Oh, it's plus two. Maybe not anymore, right? <laughs> oh, I this just a little bit. This is just for fun. <laughs> this is probably a, a operating level for Stan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is just baseline. Mm-hmm. Jasper has just shooed away a large black cat. Five of them, in fact, that <laughs> have decided that he is their leader, uh, and are probably going to follow him around the corn maze. <laughs> <laughs> So Leon in his uh, pumpkin orange cardigan leads the way into Spooky Jim's Corn Maze and Pumpkin Farm. Kristen is is close behind. Stan, I think as you are having a quick toke, Detective Galvan kind of walks up and takes a look at you. Are we not in the great state of Colorado? <laughs> no, it's it's fine, Stan. It's just this. Just, you know, the buddy system. You know the buddy system with the Daylight Society now. We gotta stick together. Oh, that's the, true. Okay. The bud, the bud D system. 
the the bud? Like, is she asking for <laughs> some? Is that what's happening? Yeah, here? yeah. Stan goes to douse it and then thinks a little harder on it and just kind of sheepishly like holds it out. <laughs> Galvan looks left and then right <laughs> and then left again and then takes it and inhales just briefly and then drops it to the ground and steps <laughs> off. Stan, Stan panics for a little bit and then scrambles on the, on the ground, grabs what was left. <laughs> hey, you don't just waste a good little bud like that. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought it was, I thought it was done. There was very little left, Stan. Isn't the end supposed to be the bad bit? Well, you save that for later. Uh, for a nice stew. Puts that, puts that in the pocket of his jean shorts. Uh, he slaps Galvan on the back though and says, "Well, it's still, it's good to see you cutting loose a little bit, shall we?" Uh, yes, let's let's go. Jasper and Cecilia, you and Leon and Kristen have arrived. In the Country Village, a series of mismatched and various sized buildings, structures, I should say, all painted a a sort of garish farmhouse red at the center of the larger farm. And there's quite a few signs. I think there's like a a little directory that shows you where everything is. In the big barn house and, and sort of in stands outside it, there's quite a few shops. There's sugar and spice donuts, pickled Pete's provisions, the black cat coffee cart, and the cauldron kitchen. There's also a map of the surrounding farm, which lists all of the different activities that you could partake in. That includes the corn maze, which you have reservations for at five, pumpkin picking, a hayride, apple cannon. Yes, Jasper, there's an apple cannon. Yes. Rope maze and arts and crafts station. Tell me what activity you would like to do and what buddy you want to take with on your your little adventure. Cecilia would like to do the rope maze. Uh, She's been doing a little parkour, trying to kind of build up her strength and agility since everything that happened. And this seems like a great opportunity. I think she probably looks at, she looks at Galvan because she's like, well, if I can keep up with a, you know, with someone who has an agility course as part of their job, I should be good. Oh, I mean, certainly I would be up for a little sporting event. Cecilia, I would be happy to engage in the the ropes course with you. Excellent. You don't think it's going to be like ridiculously hard, right? Like I've done like, I've watched like two YouTube videos and did a little parkour in a parking lot. Galvan kind of looks around and and sees everyone who's here, which is mostly energetic kids and their parents uh, and a few like smatterings of, of teens and college kids and looks back at you, Cecilia, and says, I am quite confident that it will not be too difficult. Okay, okay. I did I did wear my compression socks, so okay. <laughs> Jasper, Stan, what's calling to you? So Jasper would either like to go to the pumpkin patch and pick out some pumpkins. Uh every year he does do a pumpkin carving contest at the prospector. And every year, even though there's usually a big turnout around Halloween. Like three people do the pumpkin carving contest, but they're all really good. So he wants to make sure he's got some good pumpkins for his not super well attended uh, (laughs) pumpkin carving competition. He is not an artist himself. He tried to carve a pumpkin once and it ended in tears um, as a small (laughs) child. And so he's never tried that again. This is dark secret. (laughs) Getting very deep into Jasper's psyche right here. But either picking out some pumpkins or the apple cannon. 
And he has definitely noticed that there is a black cat that is just like hanging out with him. I know we made that as a joke, but that is now canon. Jasper has a new friend, whether he wants it or not. (laughs) The titular black cat from the black cat coffee cart seems to be following you around, Jasper. Jasper has the sweetness. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all. He's definitely a cat man. Uh Uh-huh. Like, let's... Let's be clear. Yeah. So that's that's what he would like to do. And um, so I think Jasper would probably go with I, I don't know who's who's in the group who would also like to to gaze upon the pumpkins and, you know, pick a pick a couple out that really speak to them. I mean, we can answer that or we can ask what Stan is interested in doing and the two of you can discuss. All right. Yeah. Stan, what would you like to do? I think Stan's interested in going. Was it pickled pickled Pete? Pickled Pete's provisions. Pickled Pete's provisions. Finest pickle purveyor in all the provinces. <laughs> yeah, Stan wants to go talk to you about some pickles. <laughs> you worked on that that a long time, didn't you, Quinn? The Pickled Pete's provisions best preserves in the whole province. I worked on Pickled <laughs> Pete's provisions for a little while. That last bit, I just improved. Nice. nice. Look at that. Very Look nice. At that. This is our star, our star GM here. Can I just <laughs> can I just make an observation here? I think the one folly to your plan of making this at the corn maze when we normally would be going to a corn maze in real life is that I think we're all just kind of doing wish fulfillment of what we want to be doing at a corn maze right now. Perfect intro. <laughs> I don't see what's wrong with that. No, yeah, I don't. That seems healthy and therapeutic, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I just mean, sorry, you all have to deal with me going through a rope maze because Tio got real excited about a rope maze. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stan, is there someone? Is, do you have a buddy picked out? Um, do you know who you'd like to be your buddy? Uh, I don't think he has anyone. But he's not. He doesn't ask anybody specifically. I think Kristen would be most interested in, in going pumpkin picking. Not particularly interested in pickles, um, but Leon Leon's up for anything. So. <laughs> Leon's pick last on the on the team and goes for pickling. Leon's the team captain. Yeah. You know he's he's in for That's whatever. True. Come on with me, Leon. Pete and I go way back. Let's go show you his favorite pickles. Yeah, man, I love a good pickle. I'm totally there for it. Let's do it. And Kristen looks at you, Jasper, and says, "You know the art of picking a good pumpkin is seriously underrated. I could help you out if you want." I agree. It truly is. Some folks just go straight into the pumpkin patch and they pick the biggest one that they see. But really, you need to go in and... uh, Philistines. I know. I know. You can't rush the process. You have to go in and really uh, walk around a bit, experience all of the pumpkins before the pumpkins will call to you. Yeah. She claps a hand on your back and starts leading you away towards the pumpkin patch. Yep. We're going pumpkin patching. (laughs) Woo. As the six of you separate, Leon shouts to all of you, don't forget, corn maze, 4.30. Anyone want to go first, scene-wise? I can go first. Stan walks confidently into pickled Pete's provisions, goes up to Pete, presumably. (laughs) Yeah, you know, interestingly, pickled Pete's provisions is not staffed by pickled Pete. (gasps) I know. (gasps) Shock. Almost all of the stands appear to be staffed by... Two people. Mm -hmm. They both appear to be in their early 20s, maybe late teens. You would guess probably students at Firmament College. And they are staffing all of the stands. And when you approach Pickled Pete's provisions, one of them comes over and says, Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, just looking at some pickles. What do you got here? Yeah, man. I mean, we we got everything that you see here. We got 
pickled cucumbers, we got pickled carrots, pickled asparagus, pickled zucchini, we got pickled olives, pickled onions, pickled peppers, but you got to pick the right pack of pickled peppers. Now that's true for or sure. Or you're going to end up with a bad time. Do they have pickled pickles? Yeah, man. <laughs> double so, double pickled. Almost that's like true. a deep fried Twinkie. It's a pickled pickle. <laughs> oh, we have deep fried pickles too if you want one. Ooh. That's true for sure, but I mean, you've mentioned about all the things you put in the pickle and but tell me about the tell me about your, uh, your vinegars. What are you using to pickle here? This individual rolls their eyes and kind of sighs and they get out like a an informational brochure <laughs> that has a picture of a uh, an older man probably in his like mid 50s. He's got a salt and pepper verging on on gray beard and uh you you assume this is the titular pickled peat mm-hmm. and it's uh it's got a whole bunch of information about like every jar and the different like vinegar composites and like salt to sugar ratio. <laughs> like pickled peat? Pickled peat knows his stuff. <laughs> Stan pockets that and says, oh, that's, very, that's some good information. Thank you very much. I was wondering, you got any free samples? Try before you buy is what my dad always said. Uh, so so we can stop saying this person. I'm going to say uh, they have a name tag. Uh, their name is Remy. They use they, them pronouns. Okay. And they look at you and Leon, and Leon smiles very broadly, and they grab one of the jars. <laughs> off the shelf <laughs> and they open it up and, and pull out one of the pickled asparagus mm-hmm. stan will take that and snap it in half and give the the top half to leon <laughs> leon takes it and like raises his hand to toast you i do a little toast and then pretend like i'm fencing <laughs> nice with the, with the spear leon looks at you and, and grins on guard on guard uh and the two of you begin fencing in the midst of pickled pete's provisions <laughs> mm-hmm how how serious is Stan taking this? Is this just for fun? I think it start starts fun, but he'll match Leon intensity for intensity. Give me a roll to kick some ass. <laughs> oh no, my best roll. It's not easy being not, not Alvin. Alvin. <laughs> That's a four. Okay. <laughs> I think the two of you are dueling and you know circling each other and Remy's like oh man come on don't do that in no don't do that in here you're gonna and then you thrust and leon parries your blow and knocks you aside and you collide with the shelf of pickles and send several jars rolling off onto the ground none of them break but it's a it's a real it's a real pickle oh jeez oh my god I mean, you had to see that one coming. Mm-hmm. I know. I still, I don't like it though. I don't have to like it. That's true. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, that. I'm so sorry. Let me help you fix that up. Ah, just no. It's it's fine. Just here. Give me forty dollars for the forty. Do- no, I insist. I'll fix this right up. I see. I listen. I see the shelves are they're they're assembled fairly complicated here, but uh, no problem. I got it. I'll fix it. Fix it right up. Quinn, can I engineer this shelf? Certainly. (laughs) Why don't you tell us about your move, engineering? Yes, engineering is when I need to quickly fix or break a complicated gadget. I roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, it is fixed, just like you wanted, or broken if you wanted it broken. On a 7 to 9, you will need more time to study it. Choose to fix or break it now with unknown side effects or take more time. 
On a miss, you do the worst thing possible to the gadget, which usually involves an explosion. Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. I'm going to fix it up really good. Go ahead and give me a roll plus sharp. This shelf is going to self-dispense tickle jars when I'm done with it. That is a eight plus two is 10. All right. On a 10 Ooh. plus, it is fixed just like you wanted. How does it go down? I think Stan pulls out a, uh, a little multi-tool and with incredible speed, he reassembles the entire shelf and does so in a way that makes the jars even more accessible to customers. Ooh. Wonderfully displayed. Remy stands by in awe and they look at you and say, wow, that's a mighty fine job there. Uh, thanks. And then- I mean, I guess $20? <laughs> Stan, I think we'll blow, like blowing smoke off of the multi-tool and go, and then spin it back around. And now Retcon, he's got a little holster on his belt. Just for the gist of a like Leatherman. Not it's a, a real home improvement situation. Yeah, exactly. Leon slaps a 20 on the counter and looks at you, Stan, and says, so uh, what do you think? Pickled carrots? Stan strokes his chin for a long time before finally saying, I need some more practice with those asparagus spears. Maybe one of each. <laughs> if you're right, buying. Well. Leon takes one of the jars of pickled asparagus off the shelf and walks out of the shop with you. And Remy kind of gazes on as you leave, watching carefully. <laughs> I think Leon would suggest just going for a, a little walk unless Stan has something else he'd like to do. Yeah, Stan's, Stan's vibing. He fixed something up really good and feeling great about it. Yeah, so you and pop Leon that, just go on that a, jar, a little walk, that I jar think. And just chow down on some pickled asparagus. Oh, yeah. Leon definitely, he, he cracks that open right away and he hands you a, a couple spears and he says, now, hey, you be careful with those, Stan. I don't want to repeat. <laughs> Normally people will get kettle corn or caramel apples or cider. Oh, sure. No. And all of that is All of that's there. Sure, sure. No, it's a pickled asparagus <laughs> for these two. <laughs> As Leon's crunching down on some pickled asparagus, you know, it's really good too. Like it's got that pickle flavor. But it's still got a little bit of the crunch. Like, you can tell. It's been jarred for just the right amount of time. Really is something special, huh? And I think Stan is going to, while walking around, study the information brochure on the pickling process of the asparagus and try to do little, like, taste tests of the brine <laughs> and try to confirm how was this made. We're entering a level of detail that I can't commit to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it... it 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 lines up, you know, it's it it perfect the vinegar profile, perfect lineup. All right. No fibbing. As you're studying the brochure, Leon is a, a few steps ahead of you and says, You know, Stan, I know we haven't really had the the whole talk about you joining the Daylight Society, but since you seem to be at every meeting we have at Constance's studio, I've I thought you're you're kind of already a member. Is that is that cool? Yeah, I mean I wasn't officially invited, but Whole place keeps breaking so often. <laughs> it sure does. And we really appreciate you fixing it up. You know, I've got some ideas about that I'd like to walk you through. Yeah, happy to listen. Uh, you probably need to talk to Constance, but... Well, I figured maybe we could surprise her with some, some upgrades to the apartment. Oh, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. Oh, no, yes. So many upgrades. Stan, I love it. Tell me everything. Tell me your vision. Stan has a never-ending list of ideas about this. What is first on Stan's list? 
first on Stan's list, I think, is the uh, like auto armored shutters that would close over windows and doors at the press of a button. As you explain this plan, Leon stops and turns and looks at you. And asparagus spear in hand, like halfway bitten off, he just starts clapping. <laughs> Stan, you're going to change the whole game, man. You're going to change the whole game. Hey, you know, I've got some other ideas about other stuff, too. Can't wait to hear it, bud. <laughs> Let's jump to Jasper and Kristen. The two of you are making your way out to the large pumpkin patch. It's sort of a, a gently sloping hill. There's dense thickets of sprawling squash vines and just a whole assortment of pumpkins in every shape and size and coloration. You know, it's a real cornucopia. All right. So Jasper has a whole process. He's walking among the rows of the pumpkins. There are a lot of varieties here. Hold on. So you've got your Cinderella pumpkins. Those are the ones that look a bit like the, you know, the Cinderella coach. You've got your red-orange pumpkins, which are that really pretty red-orange color. You've got your ghost pumpkins, always a favorite. The small ones, that is called the little boo. You have cheese pumpkins, green pumpkins. You've got those decorative gourds, if you're really into decorative gourd season. But he's wandering around out there, and I think... As he's wandering around, taking in all these pumpkins, trailed by a black cat that is not going away, and by the way, does not have a collar. So if this is the black cat coffee place cat, they really should put a collar on it. Jasper is beginning to think that this cat does not belong to the coffee place and instead belongs to everybody or nobody. You know, he respects that, but he sees there is a pumpkin that is calling to him. It's kind of your standard orange pumpkin, but it's kind of on the tall side. He's got an idea for what design he wants to carve into that pumpkin. And and he spies that, you know, he's seeing the pumpkin. If the pumpkin had eyes, it would be seeing him. They'd be looking at each other. (laughs) They're not because pumpkins do not have eyes unless you carve them in. But if they did, this is what would be happening. And he's going to go get that pumpkin. You in sort of the Hallmark style, run towards the pumpkin, <laughs> arms outstretched, and the pumpkin stands there because it's an inanimate yep. object. But eventually you reach it and you pluck it from the vine and hoist it up and spin round and round and then gently settle into place, I think in a cross-legged position in the midst of this muddy field, holding your most prized pumpkin. This might be the pumpkin that gets me to carve pumpkins again. It might be. The pumpkin. It might be my pumpkin. Yes. Jasper, as you are beholding this glorious pumpkin, pumpkin, you feel the touch of cool breath on the back of your neck. I look behind me. There is a ghost pumpkin not one inch away from your face. <laughs> like floating there? No, Kristen is holding it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this that would be wild. Real fast. Ah, I see. Have you, have you two uh, as well communicated with a, with a pumpkin? Have you found the pumpkin? Not as closely as you two. It looks it, like Jasper. If I didn't know any better, I'd think you were in love. It's a really good pumpkin. You know, it's. Uh, it is a good pumpkin. Might... And they call it pumpkin love. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I don't see any other pumpkins around here that are 
really speaking to me the way this one is. So I think we probably want to uh, purchase our pumpkins. I would like to go put my pumpkin in the car so that nobody else takes my pumpkin. And maybe this cat will find somebody else to attach itself to. You do see the cat, right? This is not a... And Jasper points to the cat. Kristen looks at where you're pointing and then looks at you and says, Jasper, what are you talking about? The cat. You see the... the no, I'm just oh messing with God. you. <laughs> uh, oh, Jasper, you gotta you gotta loosen up a little bit. We're having a good time here. Yeah, yeah it's a good yeah, it's a good time. All right. I think if we have time before our corn maze extravaganza, Jasper would like to purchase his pumpkin and make sure his pumpkin is safe in the back of the car where no one else can get it. <laughs> okay. You do. You you purchase your pumpkin and, and head back and you know, as you're walking, I think it's maybe a little bit quiet. And finally, Kristen asks, you know, Jasper, you seem pretty intense about this pumpkin. Did something happen with pumpkins in the past? I don't, I don't know what to ask here, Jasper. I'm still pretty new to this whole Daylight Society thing. Did like a pumpkin attack you? <laughs> Did you lose your family to a pumpkin? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that old what, nugget. What happened, Jasper? Can't a man just enjoy decorative gourd season? Is that too much to ask? To have the love of a pumpkin in his heart? He definitely can, Jasper, but this seems maybe like something else. No, I just... We're supposed to be getting to know each other as a team. Just, I just, just, just want to I just want to really know. I like pumpkins. I really like... Say, is Kristen of drinking age? Is she 21? I don't know if we established her age, but she's like recent graduate, so okay, yes. Because if she was in college, she could theoretically, not theoretically, she could be old enough to drink, depending on when she's started. Yeah, she's, I would say mid-20s. Look, I have a pumpkin carving contest every single year at the Prospector, and even though I get a lot of college students who show up dressed in their Halloween costumes, you know, a lot of people who I think their Halloween costume is, I'm just going to be really cold for Halloween. It's fine. I'll just be very cold. Uh, <laughs> like, I only get three or four people who want to do the pumpkin carving contest, and it's important to me. And I get the same three or four people every year. But um, would you like to come down to the prospector and enter the pumpkin carving contest? I don't know. Maybe you have some friends who are super into pumpkins and would also like to come down and join the pumpkin. I, I would like this to be more of a thing than it is. I want the prospector... The prospector is... It's a bar, but I want it to be something more than a bar. I want it to be a place where everybody knows your name, and they're always glad you came. And we have pumpkins. I just... She looks at you stone-faced and does not understand the reference. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think Jasper understood the reference either, but I understood the reference. Uh, for, For... Just two people standing in a pumpkin field... Not getting a right, reference. exactly. Uh, but but would you be? It's it's important to me that this this place have character, and you know, as I said, I get a lot of college students, and they don't necessarily add a ton of character to the place. Although the last time we had a couple of characters at the place, both of them died. But would you would you like to come down and join the pumpkin carving contest? I'll waive the entry fee for you and any friends you bring. Kristen takes your head in both of her hands and looks at you and says, Jasper, we're going to carve the shit out of some pumpkins. Fuck yeah. Let's jump to Cecilia and Galvan. Cecilia, 
the two of you arrive at the ropes course. It is populated predominantly by children under the age of 13 and their parents looking on. But the staff attendant dutifully (laughs) takes your tokens and sets you up in the queue to go ahead. I think there's a a few kids in front of you, but you're you're soon to be up. And uh, Galvan is sort of staring off in the distance. I think you get the clear sense that she doesn't really know what to say, per se. Uh, And she's kind of just shuffling her feet. (laughs) So we haven't really had a chance to get to know each other at all. That is true. I suppose that is why this is a good activity that Leon has planned. Yeah, he's good at organizing that kind of stuff. I appreciate it. In that spirit, I suppose. Cecilia, why don't you tell me about yourself? Oh. What what activities bring you joy? Well, not dying is a big one. Um, I too. Mm-hmm. Cecilia, we can bond over this. I too appreciate not dying. Yeah. I have come close a couple times. You know, I'm right there with you. I think maybe we can bond more over the coming close a couple of times. I think the not dying hobby is a little too broad. But yeah, we've both come close, which really puts a lot of other things in perspective. Like, I kept putting off going to this cooking class because it was always after a late night shift and I ended up going last week because, you know, I Wonderful. could be destroyed by a monster and never learn how to make ganache. Galvan kind of looks around at the kids, puts a finger to her lips, and is like, shh. Right. Cecilia, not now. You know, those metal monsters called cars. Make sure you stop at all crosswalks and always look both ways. <laughs> yes, children, obey traffic laws. But she nods knowingly at you. Yes, I give her a wink, but it's a very obvious wink. Yeah. Yeah. I think the two of you are up next on the ropes course. Okay. Cecilia starts stretching. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you give me a roll to act under pressure to see how well this goes? Gonna destroy this This kid. This is going to be fun. (laughs) That's a nice little nine. On a 7 to 9, I'm going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. You and Galvan are up at the same time, and I think given your two personalities, it gets a little competitive. You can win, but you might have to like throw an elbow here or there. You can win, but somebody else might get hurt in the process uh, in sort of an accident, or sure, accident. you won't be able to beat Galvan to the oh, finish boy. line. I think it's really important to Cecilia to win. I think she she needs to feel strong and powerful. And if she can beat this really athletic person who also is dealing with the same stuff that she is, she's going to feel a lot better about herself. So, you know, she has to throw an elbow or two. She's going to throw an elbow or two. So the two of you set out into this muddy ropes course Mm -hmm. and you're leaping and crawling and working your way through knots and knots of rope uh, and it's neck and neck right up to the finish line as the two of you close in and at the last minute you you very discreetly throw an elbow and it knocks Galvan in the nose and you're able to to crawl over the finish line just ahead of her. (laughs) Yes. Oh, um... Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm I'm actually I'm actually a nurse. I can I can fix that. <laughs> I think Galvan just with like one hand kind of stiff arms you a little bit and pushes you and then smiles and says, "I have to say I didn't think you had it in you." You know? 
Until you're on a ropes course surrounded by children that are, you know, less than half your age, uh, you don't know what you're capable of. <laughs> but um, thank you for um, for going on this on, on, on this journey with me. It meant a lot. I enjoyed it, Cecilia. Yeah. And maybe one day you can, um, you know, take me out to the gun range or something. Oh, of course. Happy to train you. Would be quite beneficial, I think, for our endeavor. And she looks left and right and then smirks at you. All those metal monsters. Yep. Terrible cars. Gotta get rid of them. Just uh, destroy all cars. That's the group we're part of. war on cars comes to firmament. (laughs) We go everywhere using a pedicab. Yes? Yes. Yeah, the two of you hop on the hayride back to Country Village. All right. As all of you begin to, it's getting getting near five o'clock, or sorry, it's getting near 4.30 when you are supposed to meet for your five o'clock tour. As you all are heading back to Country Village, you hear a particularly piercing shriek cut through the early evening air. It's not the same startled cry or panicked laughter as you've heard previously. And you see someone sprinting from the corn maze. What do you do? I probably hastily follow Leon, who's already on his way. <laughs> I also run yelling, medic coming through. Um, I think Jasper goes loping towards the corn maze. He doesn't run. He lopes because he's a, he's a rangy fellow. <laughs> So the six of you intercept this man. He's in his mid-20s, you know, looks to be one of the, the few sort of college or post-college kids at the farm. And he is, he is dead sprinting towards you all. And he's, he's shouting something. And as you get closer, you can hear it. He's saying, Minotaur! Minotaur! Uh, well, we oh. are in a maze. Whoa, hey there, man. What did you say? A minotaur's in the maze? I saw, I saw a minotaur! He gored my, he gored my friend. I just barely got oh, out. Oh, jeez! You're sure it's a real? It's not like a fakey one because it's a spooky maze. As you're saying this, his eyes kind of go wide, and he stares at you, and then he quickly scans the six of you, and then he screams and starts running towards the parking lot. What? What does your friend look like? Where was he? I'm like trying to yell. It's just he just ah. is bolting okay. away from you. Did I say something wrong? Leon puts a hand on your shoulders. No, no, Stan, you didn't. You didn't say anything wrong. You didn't say this anything. This keeps wrong. happening. <laughs> oh, no, Stan, you're perfect. Stan, Stan, is- Stan, you're too calm for this world. That's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, this man is now just running, screaming away from the six of you. Is there anyone from the establishment outside the corn maze? Yeah, there is another woman in her late teens, early twenties, probably another FC student. Long, straight brown hair, welcoming smile, and she waves at the six of you as you approach the maze. Hey, Cecilia, I'm a nurse. Uh, Do you remember what that man's friend looked like and about when they headed into the maze? Oh, hey, I'm Misha. Uh, No, you know, we get so many people in through the maze. I don't I don't remember him specifically. Some folks get really scared when they go in. You know, it can get a little spooky. Uh huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but just to check, just to make sure there's nobody hurt in the maze, because that would be bad. Is there like a, a shortcut to the middle or a place in the maze that we can get to where we can see, like look down into the maze? Just just want to just want to check. 
Oh no, there's there's no overhead of the maze. Aha.、Uh-huh. Everyone has to get through on their own. Although, if you really need a hint, you can take a map. Well, a map won't help us if we don't know where that person is. So. Oh, I'm sure they're fine. They'll be out soon. Do you have some sort of system to make sure everyone has made it out of the maze? Do you count folks、yeah. going in and coming out? Oh yes, of course. And she holds up a little like clicker counter. It's up to like two hundred and sixty-seven or something. Is that the in count or the out count?、Uh, she holds up a second clicker counter. <laughs>、oh、it's like two fifty-eight. <laughs> oh, what a nightmare!、Okay. Not many people in there right now, huh? <laughs> I would like to know a little bit more about what makes the maze a little spooky. Yeah. Well, you know, the maze is designed to have a a few little little spooky twists and turns. You know, there's some decorations in there that some folks can be a little startled by, but the real story is that there's the legend of the old scarecrow that haunts the corn maze. Story says that it shows up every 13 years to remind folks about the true meaning of fear. Uh, pardon? How does it remind them about the true meaning of fear? Oh, I don't know. That's just the story. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jen. Did you say your name was Jen? What did you say, Misha? Misha, not <laughs> very close. Nearly very there, close. almost. Not even remotely close, but that's just okay. Just a couple letters off. You know, is Jen your middle name? Because you just strike me as having Jen in your name somewhere. You know, no. Okay. A friend named Jen. Yeah, you probably know someone named Jen, right? Okay, great. I'm gonna take that <laughs>、yeah. as a yes.、Um, There's a Jen in my Jen Ed class. Oh, look at that! Nice.、Oh, She、great. says hello from beyond the grave. There's also an Ed in my Jen Ed class. Awesome. Do you think Jen and Ed should, should get together? I'll let you decide on that one. Hey, here's what I'm. Oh my gosh! Here's the tip: they already are. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the corn maze right now.、Um, Misha, I'm gonna go ahead and give you my phone number real quick. And why don't you just、okay. just go ahead and and shoot me a text if anyone else runs out of here screaming about a minotaur? Sound good? Oh yeah,、uh, I'll shoot you a text if anyone runs screaming. Okay.、Uh, Stan and Jasper, what are the two of you up to? Uh, well, Jasper would like to take a map because it is very important that if you are going to go into a corn maze, <laughs> that you take the fucking map so that you do、Says、not spend two、people. fucking hours. In a fucking corn maze. I call that getting your money's worth. Who wants to go down every single fucking dead end because their、yes. goal is to die in the corn maze? They wish to become one with the corn to truly experience、yep. corn death. And then there's the people who are like, I would like to go into this maze and come out before I reach retirement age. And those people take a fucking map. And they get out they of the corn、do. maze in a decent amount of time, and with minimal amount of, of falling、money. in the mud. <laughs> Waste of money, bitching. The corn maze is free. So, so when Jasper gets, Waste of money. so when Jasper takes the map, Stan looks over his shoulder and is like, "So does it say Minotaur on there, or where are we going?" Yeah, exactly. I look at the, the map. Does it say Minotaur on the map?、Us. Nowhere on the map does it say Minotaur. <laughs> Cecilia doesn't know it doesn't say Minotaur because Cecilia is anti-map, so she will not be taking <laughs> slash looking at the map. 
I'm glad we're playing out our real life. Yes. By the way, <laughs> listeners, this is your question. Do you want to experience, like, let us know. Hit us up in the comments. Do you, is it, is, are you, do you like to experience do, do you like to get out of a fucking maze in a normal time period? No, no, no. There are, we, listeners, there are only two kinds of people <laughs> there in this are. People who like corn maze maps and people who and, don't. And we'll leave it at that because we don't want to taint the survey results with our very <laughs> obvious clear stances. Stan, why don't you give me a role to investigate a mystery? I will do this. Free Quinn from this nightmare. <laughs> Let's play Monster of the Week. I rolled a 12. Hold two. Uh, first question, where did it go? I will take your question and interpret it my way. Absolutely. <laughs> As Cecilia and Jasper are arguing, and I think Leon and Kristen and Galvan have sort of been drawn into <laughs> this like divisive argument, like everyone's just debating, Stan, you, the pinnacle of calm, the sea of tranquility with the argument. amidst a tempestuous <laughs> storm. Well, with, when the argument really started to kick off, he took out that little extra extra bit of yeah. Mary Jane out of <laughs> yeah. his pocket. Yeah, I did. And just finished it off. I think Misha kind of looks at this fracas and walks over to you and like kind of looks expectantly. Well, Watson. <laughs> yes, yes, Holmes. The mystery is afoot, I do believe. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> and she holds out her hand. I shake it. She takes the and then I brooch from you and takes a puff. <laughs> uh uh, as the two of you are enjoying a little toke, Stan, you notice something peculiar. Uh, on the far edge of the maze on the outskirts, you can see one of the farm attendants leading a cow away. From the maze? Uh, it looks like from like the edge of the maze, but yeah, oh. like back to where their normal enclosure would be. It looks like there's a rogue steer. Uh, yeah, I'll ask Misha about that. Just kind of gesture over there with two fingers. Just be like, they're usually cows in the corn maze? Oh, well, this is a working farm, so sometimes the, the cows, you know, they're supposed to be on the other side of the farm, but sometimes they do get loose. You know those heifers. Yeah, I usually use a fence for that sort of thing. <coughs> oh, that's okay. This has been in the mud. That's a slang. I can tell. That's not a slang. <laughs> it's literal. Here's my card. If you want me to take a look at your enclosure or the fence or gate or anything, I'm sure there's some some upgrades that we could perform. I do contracting services. Uh, thanks. And she kind of tucks it into her pocket in a way that gives you the impression that she's not planning on doing anything <laughs> with it. Isn't it a little unsafe? Let the cow into the maze with people? Oh, I'm sure the cow didn't get into the maze. You know, they, they just like to wander. It was probably just, you know, munching on some stalks on the outside. Here's hoping. I mean, thing like that could look an awful lot like a minotaur. A what? Hmm. Oh, what that uh that feller was yelling about. Oh, you a minotaur yeah, I so. from legend? Theseus in the maze. Sure. Yeah. The Odyssey. Right. Totally. Right. Greeks. Yeah. I don't know why that's. It's a shame those things went extinct. Yeah, I don't know why that's coming up right now, the Odyssey or anything like that. <laughs> just something. Something I've just been thinking about recently. You know. Stan, you do have one other question. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll just generally what happened here. You know, I think you've already hit on it, but the connection between a steer and a minotaur is not insubstantial. Mm -hmm. uh, what time is it, Quinn? It is five o'clock, which means it is time 
for y'all's tour of the corn maze. Leon steps forward with everyone's tickets to the corn maze and provides them to Misha, and uh, she gestures you on ahead. In front of you is a thick wall of corn stalks, standing about 10 feet high. Their green and yellow luster has begun to fade slightly, replaced by a more pallid yellow creeping out from the withering leaves. The entrance to the maze is heralded by a large hand-painted sign, along with several bales of hay and decorative scarecrows, and there's a small bulletin board with a map posted to it for those who didn't take one at the admissions entrance. And Leon gestures for you all to huddle up real quick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know we're here for like a fun team-building retreat, and this is probably nothing, but it might be something. You never know. You never know, y'all. Could be a cow. Could be something. It could be a cow. Yes. Thank you, Stan, for letting us all know about that cow. That was a good clue. I'm sorry we all got a little distracted by the intense <laughs> debate over whether or not to take a map. I think we shouldn't even say that word, just to be safe. I agree. The word map, this is a team building exercise. No one say the word map again. <laughs> if you must look at one, look at one in private so as to not alarm your companions. But team. Let's go in there, let's have a good time, and if there's a monster, let's kill it. We don't need Alvin and JR and Constance to do this. We can do this. We can do this. The Daylight Society, we got this. Let's go. Uh, And he starts running into the corn maze. Super troopers away. All right. I guess, uh, you know, we follow behind. We better follow that kid so he doesn't get lost. (laughs) Do you mean, do you mean the, okay, all right. (laughs) So the six of you head inside. It is a normal enough corn maze as you begin your journey. The path widens and narrows, snaking and forking into a labyrinth of pathways. As you get deeper inside, the corn seems to grow thicker, hanging over the pathway like a canopy. Occasionally you do see other groups of folks traveling the maze, but they always seem to disappear quickly as your paths diverge. How do you all navigate? Tell me your your strategy here. Hmm. I use a map. I use the map. I t- I got the map. I'm using the map. Cecilia is probably looking for anyone who's like, if any sounds of trouble, because we don't know where that person was taken. How about Stan? I think Stan's got a little pen and he's drawing another a new map on his arm as they go. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Amazing. So, keeping track it. of where they've been on, on his arm. But as a tinkerer and a, a science guy, he likes to figure things out rather than have the answer. Why don't one of you roll to investigate a mystery and mm-hmm. the other two you can help out if need be? Let me try that because I've got two sure. sharp. So Do it. Jasper is looking at the map. He's looking around the corn. It's going to be an 11. Very nice. Okay. On a 10 plus, hold two. Hold two. So I would first like to know what is being concealed here. Your group gets a good ways into the maze. You're making good progress following the map. I'm treating this as kind of a team role. You know, I know Jasper, you're the one Mm -hmm. who rolled, but everyone is searching in their own way. And Cecilia, you are specifically looking for this person who went missing. 
So I think it's you who hears the quiet, disjointed murmuring coming from somewhere nearby. The three of you begin searching, and not too long after, just off the pathway hidden amidst a forest of corn, you spy a yellow rain boot. (gasps) And as you push aside the stalks, you can see that it is attached to a woman in her mid-twenties, lying amidst the mud. Her eyes are open, but unfocused. The only part of her that is moving are her lips, muttering incomprehensibly. Uh, can I put, if I put my ear next to her lips, can I hear what she's saying? You can. It is gibberish. It is not anything comprehensible. Okay. Wait, Hannah, don't you have a second I question, do. though? I do. Um, you can use that now or, or hold for further. In- I actually have a special move for investigating bodies, FYI. Ooh. Oh, okay. Good to know. Well, I think I'm going to sit on my, my hold then. So yeah, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Cecilia. I like run up and I check her pulse and then I think I am going to use Cecilia's forensic examiner. When you examine the body of a victim, you may ask one question from the investigative mystery list for free. All right. What question would you like to ask? What happened here, Quinn? Paint us a beautiful tapestry. So there's no sign that this woman is physically injured. You give her a quick exam, and there's no lacerations, there's no blood, nothing along those lines. Her pulse is quite low, although still there, and she's still breathing. She seems conscious but not aware of her her surroundings. Cecilia, your professional opinion is that she is in a, a severe state of shock. Okay, so this whatever this is is going to mess with our minds. Very fun. What do you all think we should do? Should we help her out? I mean, we can't just leave her here. Leon puffs his chest and says, I'll go for help. And he grabs one of the maps that you all took and starts running back towards the main entrance. Shouldn't someone maybe go with Leon, do buddy system and all that? Oh, shoot. That's right. The first rule of the buddy system. Oh, dang it. You're right. I'll go. And Kristen takes off. Oh. Oh, but now Kristen's alone. Shouldn't someone be... (laughs) Buddy with Kristen too. Oh, jeez. Wait, Kristen, hold on. No, we got a double buddy system, and Galvan <laughs> takes off behind her. Oh, God. Oh, God there we damn go. it. I got rid of all of our NPCs. Now it's just us. Great. <laughs> I was going to slowly separate you in a spooky way, but this Thanks, works too. Damn. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. We can do it. We can do it. And like before we start moving again, Cecilia slowly pulls out of her bag an anesthetic syringe that will put a creature to sleep. <laughs> and uh, Jasper pulls up the corner of his flannel shirt to show the butt of a pistol. Like, I thought he was going to go to a corn maze unarmed. No, corn mazes are extremely dangerous. <laughs> extremely dangerous. <laughs> Do you know how many people die a year in a corn maze? Granted, that's usually because of some kind of accident in the corn maze and not because they were attacked by a monster. Although we don't know. It could be a cover-up. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe all of the corn mazes are, it's all connected. It's all, have you ever thought about that? Anyway, yes, I'm, I brought a weapon <laughs> think, as well. I think while you're showing your weapons, Stan is apparated a hacksaw and is cutting down some corn stalks to attach to other corn stalks to make kind of a high pillar for where we are. Ooh, very smart. Stan, are you attempting to engineer something? I think I'm I'm going to see if you'll let me 
count this as refactoring, which is taking two devices and putting them together. So it's two cornstalks combined into one big tall cornstalk that's easier to spot. What is your goal, Stan? I'm trying to rig up a kind of tall cornstalk flag that will identify this location. Okay. Uh, Yes, I will let you do that with refactoring. I think that's fair. This is the idea that they can come and find this again without us having to stick around. So your one tag for this uh, with the refactoring move is tall, obvious. Yeah, obvious. <laughs> so it's it's a big flag in the midst of this maze. Great. You don't know like how far away you'll be able to see it exactly, but it's standing well above the rest of the corn. An obvious corn stock. Yes. Uh, I'm going to call this your corn beacon. <laughs> I like that. I love it. What do the three of you do? It's muddy here, right? Are there any tracks leading from the, the woman? Uh, Jasper has another hold that he could certainly use. Yeah, so after Jasper is done explaining how all of the corn mazes are connected somehow, and so when you <laughs> enter one corn maze, you are actually, everybody is entering the same corn maze. Um, it's just they have different like entrance locations across the United States, but it's- Multi-dimensional it's, corn exactly. maze. Exactly. <laughs> Um, you enter the corn dimension, and uh, that is why you take the map, is because the walls shift, and, uh, you know, the maze does not obey the laws of physics. I think Cecilia's eyes are starting to glaze over, and with that, She's I would like polite. to know- She's being polite. She's heard worse. Well, and I think Stan, as an expert in fringe physics, yeah. is, is nodding along with, with some of it, and then actually correcting you on some other aspects. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good. You know, this is a collaborative effort. This theory, this unified theory of corn maze, is it's a working theory. It's important to collaborate with other folks and get their input. And with that, Quint, I would like to know, where did it go? <laughs> Stan and Jasper really are just two peas, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, there are boot prints leading away from this woman and where she collapsed through the maze. And you can follow them if you would like. I think we probably want to follow them. Yeah. The three of you begin tracing your way through the labyrinthian tunnels, and you feel like you're making pretty good progress. But Jasper, as you're following these tracks, you notice something. Mm -hmm. You notice that the path that you're on does not match the map. I fucking knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Jasper is at turns scared, a little scared, uh, and also <laughs> feeling very vindicated. Also a little sad that the map maybe won't won't out vindicated. them. Yeah, vindicated in his unified uh, corn maze theory. You know, the one oh, that right, he right. just spent half an hour yeah. explaining <laughs> to yeah, us. That one. Hey, Quinn, here's a question. Does Stan's track of where we've been loop back on itself? Like following the tracks? Like he's been drawing on his arm that they've been taking through this maze. Oh, interesting. I'm going to say yes. (gasps) Oh, boy. And Jasper, after taking several turns that don't seem to exist on the map, you are wholly lost. J-Man, give me a lift up real quick. Uh, All right, I boost Stan up. I'm just looking to see if I can see my corn beacon. Yeah, it's uh, it's off in the distance. Seems further away than it should be, but it's there. Okay, the corn beacon is still powered up and working perfectly, <laughs> but something's definitely afoot. Okay, Jasper, you can let me down. All right, I let Stan down. Do the three of you continue following the tracks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. 
I think so. What else are we going to do? I mean, (laughs) we're in it now. The three of you continue following these tracks, and eventually you reach an opening, and you find yourselves in a small clearing. There's a few picnic tables and hay bales set up for people to rest their feet, as well as a few bonfire pits that are currently unlit. And in the far corner, there is a small stand where it looks like you could normally grab some snacks, but there is no one currently there staffing it. This is, and this is ostensibly halfway through the maze. maze. Yep. Can I look at the stand? Is there like a walkie-talkie or anything behind there? Cecilia, you walk over to the stand, and yeah, there's a walkie-talkie there, I think. Great. I'm going to pick up the walkie-talkie, and whatever channel it's set to, I'm just going to kind of radio over like, Hey, Misha, it's your new friend Cecilia here. How are things looking at the front of the maze? You switch the walkie-talkie to receive, and for a moment, there's just static. And then it clicks on, but there's no sound. Okay. And then you hear just the faintest rustling of leaves. On the walkie-talkie or in person? Where on the walkie-talkie. So you're possibly... Okay. All righty. <laughs> Cool, great. Uh, I I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to go ahead and ask anyway. If I flip out my cell phone right now, do I have any reception? No. Of course not. (laughs) None whatsoever. Yep. Okay, called it. I'm going to definitely steal some snacks from the stand. Oh, yeah. uh, I was going to go for the snacks if you weren't. (laughs) What kind of snacks do you think are in there? I'm guessing there's probably some kettle corn. Definitely. They also have apple cider usually like made on site. They probably also have some of those apple chips, you know, those dehydrated apple chips, probably something like that too, I'm guessing. So the two of you are pilfering and raiding and enjoying the snack cabinet. And as you do, you realize that the taste and the texture of the kettle corn and the apple chips doesn't feel right. Oh no. It's not sweet. And it's kind of got a little bit more chew than you expected. Uh-oh. I don't know which one of you spits it out first. Jasper. But you spit this out into your hand, and in your palm is a half mouthful of chewed maggots. Oh. Oh, God. Cool, cool, oh, cool, cool. Oh, God. Um, well, Jasper is a kind of a sensitive stomach, so at this point, um, it's going to be, <laughs> sorry, listeners, content Ralph warning. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to, to Ralph City. Jasper's having a little pukey-puke. Fire pit's great for that. Yeah, probably in the <laughs> fire pit, yeah. Jasper, you turn and run towards the fire pit, and you realize that it is a light. Smoke and flames are licking out towards you and billowing up towards the now cloudy sky overhead. Okay, I vomit next to the fire pit. (laughs) (laughs) As you all are looking on, the second fire pit comes to life and the third. Well, I think this is a good preparation time for Stan to try to do some destructive genius. Now, let's see what items are around here. We've got some corn. We'll take that. We've got maybe a clipboard or take some extra batteries that were at the stand, perhaps, for the walkie-talkie. He'll take some of that. He'll use some of the caustic acid from his asparagus jar. He'll use some of that. (laughs) And he's trying to rig up a sort of corrosive acid vial. Okay. Do you want to read Destructive Genius for us real quick? Yes. Destructive Genius. Given a bit of time, you can turn household accessible items into a temporary but hideous weapon. 
When you try this, roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, the weapon is two harm, magic, close, loud, one use. And you can pick two extra effects from the list below. On a 7 to 9, it is one harm, magic, close, loud, one use. And you pick one from the list below. On a miss, you suffer a harm as it blows up in your face. So go ahead and give me a roll plus weird <laughs> as you try to uh, MacGyver some horrendous contraption from uh, batteries and clipboards and other things that you named. <laughs> Uh, that is a eight plus two is a ten. Okay. Hey-o. So choose two hideous effects. Two hideous effects. I think I will add. <laughs> I'll add fire and AP, which I believe is armor piercing. It is. And then the second one, if you allow it, is add four harm messy heavy, and it blows up for two harm area. Sure. It's on the list. It's on the list. Tell me about this horrendous contraption that you have created. Yeah, I think he grabs all these extra things from from around him, some extra batteries, bits of things from the stand. He's going to take the rest of the asparagus because he's going to probably have to use the jar as a containing vessel. And then from another little pouch on his belt, he's got a little vial of secret stuff. And he adds very carefully a single drop. All right. (laughs) So, Jasper, you are vomiting. Mm -hmm. Stan, you're furiously tinkering by the snack stand. Cecilia, you survey the scene around you and you realize that the pathway that you came from is gone. And in front of it, mounted on an old railroad tie, is a scarecrow. Its lumpy, uneven frame is held together by a tattered duster jacket that's been sewn shut. A coronet of crooked branches jut out from the sleeves in place of hands. Its face is formed from a taut burlap sack tufts of moldy straw poking out through the eye holes, and atop it all rests a fraying straw hat, brim hanging over its face. Uh, team, we have a situation, and I'm going to back up to put one of the fire pits between me and the um, abomination. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this very much, and Jasper's going to pull out... Um, don't ask too closely where he had this. Just imagine it that he had it the whole time. He's got his shotgun and he's going to pull that out. He's <laughs> just been down one pant leg. I was wondering why you're walking so weird. Yeah, although I did sit down and I put the pumpkin on my lap. So I'm not sure where it was. It was in whatever meta space the corn maze occupies. And now I have removed it from that space and now we're in the corn maze. So yes, I'm going to pull out my shotgun. I think I tossed the uh, this device to Cecilia to use. I actually get a bonus if I'm helping you guys rather than doing violent acts myself. So I keep the jar. You keep the jar. Um, <laughs> but I think like I, I saw what you made and I'm like, let me know if you need a distraction or, or I'm, I'm here to help. It is utterly still. Just still. Maybe if we're not afraid of it, it'll go away. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you. Oh, Stan, even I don't believe you on that one, but <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? Does, any- it? does, in- yeah, does anybody want to go it? up and poke the... I'll poke it, and that way if it gets me, you all can take it down. So I- I'm going to like... <laughs> Are there any like s'more sticks or anything like that near the fire I'm at? Sure. Okay. I'm going to grab one of those. 
and get close enough that the stick can just lightly tap its foot. I feel like a foot is a polite place to tap someone. It's fine. Yes. Um, It doesn't. Well, it doesn't really have feet. It's sort of mounted on a railroad tie. Well, uh, it's version of feet. The railroad tie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you poke the base of this scarecrow and it reverberates slightly, but doesn't move. Hmm. Poke the head part. Okay. I think I'll start with the shoulder because that seems more polite. Poke a squishy bit. I'll poke a squishy bit and I very lightly tap the scarecrow as if I'm, you know, when you're in a crowded space and you're tapping someone on the shoulder to let them know that they have their backpack on and it is smacking you in the face on the bus and you do it very nicely so that um, they don't know how angry and furious you are inside. Mm -hmm. Cecilia, you poke this thing in the shoulder and its arms snap around your face and clamp down on you and it pulls you up to its face and through the moldy straw, you can see bright pink worms begin to pour out from its eyes and they start writhing towards your face. No, that's not good. Jasper? Yeah, um, can I shoot at it without hitting Cecilia? They're right in there right now, so it's a risk. Okay, fine. We're going to try something else. So I also have a watchman's flashlight with me. Again, do not ask where it was. Up asleep. <laughs> if any of you are familiar with it, it's, a, it's that kind of like long mag light flashlight that also doubles as a nightstick. So I pull that out and I'm going to go running towards this thing and hit it right in its stupid scarecrow face. Jasper, you run forward and you bring the watchman's flashlight down and strike the scarecrow right in the head. And as soon as you do, it explodes. Gross. And dozens and dozens and dozens of crows just fly outwards in every direction. Honestly, better than maggots. So I'll take it. (laughs) They soar up into the sky and disappear into the clouds. And you can hear the sound of their cawing echo out over the corn maze in the farm. Did, Good job. Did we beat the scarecrow? Thanks, Jasper. Did we, did we beat the scarecrow? <laughs> I don't think so. Mystery resolved. All right. We got to get out of here, gang. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, can we get through? The exit is still open to you. The way you came from is not. Yeah. Okay. Double time. All right. Let's go. Uh, is the map helping at all? The three of you begin to head out. The map in no way matches what you are witnessing with your own two eyes. Perfect. My arm map is just scribbles. Everyone give me a roll plus sharp. Hmm. That's a seven. Oh, God. (laughs) Thirteen. You know, you take that 13, you minus 10, you've got my answer. Oh, no. Stan. Yeah. You got this, bud. You know what's up. I'm an expert in fringe physics. You understand the nuances of the quantum mechanics of this maze better than anybody. That's and right. you emerge victorious. Cecilia and Jasper, as you are trying <laughs> oh, to navigate, you realize you're by yourself. Oh, no. This is the Buffy Haunted House episode. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Cecilia... Up ahead, you turn the corner and you see a group of kids. At least that's what you think at first. But as you approach, they turn towards you 
and all of their eyes are a milky white color, and you can see clear signs of laceration and decay. And as soon as you look upon them and they look upon you, they hiss and begin moving quickly towards you. Great. I take out my scalpel and hurl it at one of their eyes. Okay. <laughs> Just, I don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> Roll to kick some ass. How many luck points did you say we had? One. 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 I think I'm going to have to use it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to tell you what I rolled. Um, okay. I'm using a luck point. <laughs> for the listeners? Sure. Uh, listeners, that was a nice old five for you. Ah. So on a 10 plus, you inflict harm as established and you get to choose an extra effect. I'll go with uh, force them where I want them. Where do you want them? I want them behind me, like out of my path so I can continue to run forward. So you throw this scalpel, you place it squarely in just the, the luckiest shot imaginable, uh, <laughs> squarely in one of their eyeballs, and they go down. Uh, you pluck the scalpel from said eyeball, uh, and then Gross. start slashing your way through the remainder of these zombified creatures. As you do so, they rend and claw at your flesh. And you're going to take two harm. Okay. But you are able to move quickly through them and put them behind you on your path out. Great. Jasper, as you are moving through the maze, you turn the corner uh -huh. and you hear a panting sound. Oh boy. Haggard and harried. And in front of you, you can see the hindquarters of a massive wolf. And hearing you... It turns, and you can see a pair of glowing red eyes beholding you, taking you in. I'm going to take one baby step backwards. What happens then? It rounds on you and begins stalking towards you. It tackles up, and those orbs are growing brighter. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to hold the shotgun up like I am going to fire at it. And I'm going to keep backing up. If it lunges for me, I'm going to shoot. It's definitely advancing on you. Okay. Uh, well, I would like it to get... Would you say this is close? It will get within close range. <laughs> okay. Well, once it gets within close range, um, I'm going to shoot it. Okay. Give me a roll to kick some ass. All right. Well, it's a seven. Okay, on a seven to nine, you inflict harm as established. So you let loose this shotgun blast mm -hmm. just as this demonic wolf takes a leap towards you and you catch it square in the chest, but it does collide with you and you are going to take two harm as its claws dig and burn into your chest. Ouch, that's not fun. By the way, that does three harm to it. It definitely looks wounded. Okay, well, there's two shotgun shells in there. I'm going to shoot it again. Okay, give me, I guess, another roll to kick some ass. Well, it's an eight. This time it is right just on top of you, and it's it's just digging into your, your gut, and you can feel the warm blood of your own insides kind of spilling out, but you take the shotgun straight to it and uh, blast it, and in a sulfurous explosion of black soot, it disappears. 
Uh, how much harm did it do to me? Two more. Okay, so I'm unstable. You are. Mm -hmm. Stan. Yeah. Outside, you can see Misha and Leon Galvan and Kristen all kind of huddled looking concerned. What do you do? I look back and notice that they didn't make it. They weren't with me. Mm -hmm. And I exclaim to the group, like, this, we were doing a triple buddy system there, but something really freaky happened. What's going on out here? They don't seem to notice you. Or they, they're not paying attention. They don't turn when you speak. Listen, I know I'm, you know, sometimes just kind of hanging around while you guys have meetings and stuff, but I think I'm a valuable member of the team now. <laughs> Leon? Gal Galvan? I, I, I tap him on the shoulder. As you walk forward, you find your feet sinking further into the mud than they should. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm glad I got my big wellies on. Those wellies are below the surface now. Oh, no, my big wellies. In fact, your waist is in the mud. And very quickly, you find yourself clawing to stay above the surface of the earth. Oh, I think I can be a valuable member of your team. <laughs> As Leon. you slip further down... You can feel nibbling against your skin as worms and insects begin to take you into the earth. Yo, Quinn, what the fuck? Hey, Quinn. Yeah. Can I engineer to fix the earth? <laughs> oh! <laughs> no. Uh, you no, can I've certainly gotta, do I... something to address the situation. <laughs> I think to address the situation, I might see if I could do a weird science here. One of the things there for weird science is when you want to create or adapt a device to analyze or deal with a strange phenomenon. Say what it will do and roll plus weird. Tell me what this this device is. Let's see. I gotta kind of play Constance this one shot. <laughs> you kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> and invent new things. <laughs> I think what it's going to be is it's going to be my uh my hoodie sweater. And in a not normal way, because this is going to sound like a normal thing, which is to tear it up, tie it together into a kind of rope and try to lasso the stand. So I think what's weird about it is that instead of just tearing up cloth and tying it together, which would take a while, I think it's taking the sweater and just elongating it. This is a homemade sweater made out of special elastic fibrous material that Stan invented, patent pending. <laughs> and so he can kind of grab one end of it and draw it through his clenched fist, kind of like drawing it through a um, extruder and just elongate the sweater out into a rope-like material. I will allow this. I need to know what the patented name of this sweater is. <laughs> uh, Stan Stretchy Strings. Excellent. Roll plus weird. Ah, dag. Ah, that's a six. Oh, no. Six or less is something goes horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'll use my luck point Ooh. here. All right. Uh, you will use your <laughs> only luck point. So on a 10 plus, you pick one uh, requirement below and I pick no requirements. Well, then in the spirit of Stan and Stan's spirit, I will pick it won't be very reliable. Stan, you are able to elongate this hoodie and lasso it to the stand, but your patented polymer is just slightly flimsy. It doesn't quite hold up. And so as you are pulling yourself out of this quagmire, you can feel it beginning to fray. I made it too stretchy. At this point, I would like everyone to roll plus cool for me. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. something I'm good at. Well. 
I rolled a 10, even with a minus one. Wow. My God. I, I rolled a seven, even with a plus two. <laughs> I got a six. Oh, no. So let's start with Stan. You are trying to pull yourself out. And as you do, you see Misha and Leon and Kristen and Galvan finally notice. They turn and begin walking towards you. And as they do, you can see their eyes are glowing a bright, lurid lime green. Uh, if these are really you guys and you're possessed, I'm really sorry about this. I throw my jar at them. Okay, give me a roll to kick oh, some ass. shit. Shit. <laughs> I can, Stan can make the weapons. You can't. Damn. Yeah, that's a seven minus two. On a miss, you get your ass kicked. So you huck this thing, and it just sails far and wide over these four. And they look briefly at this this incandescent jar, and then <laughs> beautiful. move towards your hoodie and begin unraveling it. And you can feel yourself sinking into the quagmire. Do I light the corn on fire? Oh, yeah. Something explodes for sure. <laughs> Soup. Okay, great. Oh, it definitely works. It seems very effective. Small comforts. Cecilia, you are running away from these zombies and you look back and they're they're still sort of chasing you. But as you're looking on, they take on sort of a double appearance. They're still zombies, but at the same time, they also look like little kids. Oh boy. Uh-oh. Jasper, you look down and in front of you are the remains of a confetti dog the fuck all right i stand up and look around uh i'm gonna pick up the confetti dog and take it with me because you can see it's riddled with the buckshot from your shotgun yeah it's like a pinata yeah you also look down and you're fine you have no injuries whatsoever oh that's fucking weird Okay, gonna erase all those wounds off this nice clean character sheet that doesn't have any spills or scratches out or notes on the side. I thought you said worms, erasing all the worms. (laughs) All of the worms, all of the worms and all of the wounds. Okay, I'm looking around. Can I figure out how to get the fuck out of the maze? Except I gotta go forward, right? Give me a roll plus sharp. Okay, well, this is something that I'm good at. Should not have said that out loud. <laughs> now the dice will punish me. They did not punish me. That's an 11. Okay. You can definitely make it out of the maze. Uh-huh. This is a custom move that I didn't really write and just sort of had in my head. So on a 10 plus, I'll say you can also find Cecilia on the way. Okay. I would like to get out of the maze and find Cecilia. You come upon Cecilia at first sprinting, but then- just kind of beholding this gaggle of eight and nine-year-olds who are are chasing her through the maze inexplicably. Okay, do they look like scary eight and nine-year-olds to me? Or do they they just look like children? Yep. Okay, uh, Cecilia, why are you running from... I mean, I know like it's in the spirit of the holiday, but those are children that you are are fleeing? It's You're fine, Cecilia. Cecilia. I'm still holding the scalpel, though, aren't I? You look down and you realize there's no blood on it. Huh. And you look past Jasper and these kids are, every once in a while you still get a glimpse of these zombies, but 
they're fading more and more into just a gaggle of, you know, young children who seem to be having a lot of fun at your expense. <laughs> Jasper, nothing in here is real. Yeah, I know. I got attacked by a wolf and I hold up the confetti dog and um, <laughs> got, well, got a real good I, part of it, as you can see. I mean, I battled a whole gaggle of like zombie children back there, as you can see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should we should get out of here. I think we have learned the true meaning of fear. I think I learned something else about myself. I threw this scalpel at one of those children's eyes. Uh, no questions asked. Okay, so maybe maybe you don't do any kind of rounds in the pediatric ward, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I think maybe you should be first. As we go through, I, I, I'm scared of my own reactions. Okay, uh, I think that's probably a good idea. I will lead the way. And maybe, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with Buffy or other shows. Maybe this is one of those scenarios where as long as we know it's not real, it can't hurt us. Stan, the mud <laughs> is thick and viscous as you slip fully beneath the Earth's surface. Despair. You can't breathe Please. as it closes in. Go ahead and mark three harm. Jesus! Wow. Oh, my bomb was good, though. <laughs> Cecilia and Jasper, you exit the maze to see Stan lying on the ground, clawing he's, frantically. He's rolling around in the mud. Yeah. Leon, I have Kristen, and Galvan are looking concerned and, and inquiring about his his well-being but he's not responding i've taken Jasper. my sweater off and i've thrown it at the stand i like try to shake him no let stand. me go worms stand. Ah, worms. it's not real oh the worms cecilia nothing why don't you give me a roll to use emergency medicine well i'm real good at emergency medicine which is important considering it's my job that's a 10 hey. okay on a 10 plus, you heal two harm and stabilize the patient. I think you recognize that Stan is suffering from a, a supernatural malady. But <laughs> I think through a, a combination of bedside manner and, and telling him it's not real uh, and administering some very fine medicines, the names of which <laughs> or contents of which I'm not legally allowed to disclose. I just give him marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a really high dose of CBD. Straight to the bloodline. Yeah. Stan. Oh, yeah. You begin to realize that you're not underground. There are no holes in your clothes. There are no worms biting at you. You're just laying on the ground. Your friend's looking on concerned. Whoa, man. That's a bad trip. Everyone else, did you? Cecilia, you made it out. The I Jasper, did. too. Hey, we're all here. We all made it. I love you guys. <laughs> I give everyone a big muddy hug. Oh, boy. <laughs> As the six of you hug, you hear terrified screams coming from Country Village. Don't worry, it's not real, man. And Leon looks at you all and says, we gotta go help them. They could be hurt. We gotta go. Well, do hurt we? is a do relative. We? Do we? They think they're hurt. <laughs> For sure, for sure. They'll snap out of it, though. Oh, man. Daylight Society. Let's go save the day, man. <sighs> uh, did my wounds go away from that as well? 
Stan and Cecilia, your wounds have not gone away. Okay. Oh. Stan, you I can still feel your lungs clogged with mud. And Cecilia, you still feel the pain of flesh being rended from your arms. Ouch. Only Jasper mm. feels okay. Jasper, how did you... What did you do? Jasper rolled a full success. It's oh, called the, okay. it's called the power of positive thing. thinking. I've been lot of guided meditations. Me? <laughs> I uh, shot it with a gun. Yeah. Try gun. Yeah. <laughs> Leon quickly takes off towards Country Village, and I think the three of you can see there is a pandemonium ensuing. People are running from the stands, they're cowering in terror, and at the dead center of everything, you can see the outline of a scarecrow. What do you do? I'm out of bones. <laughs> well, let's see. We we attacked the scarecrow the first time, and then it um poofed into a bunch of ravens and we went through personal spoofs. Yeah, fest. right. So if we kill it again, then everybody, maybe, I don't know. Then it'll be fine. <laughs> maybe we just have to get it back to the corn maze. Remember, it emerges from the corn maze to teach everybody the true meaning of fear. So now that they learned the true mm-hmm. meaning of fear, now it can go back. Ah, you say that and then Stan will say, ah, I'm terrified of you. <laughs> I'm so, I'm frightened out of my pants over here. Stan, roll to investigate a mystery really quick. Okay. Twelve. Hold two. What can hurt it? As you say this, you see on the railroad tie the scarecrow turn, and you feel it look upon you, and it emanates a sense of satisfaction. You get the sense that it is gorging itself on your terror. Yeah, it's feeding on it. What can hurt it? For starters, stopping everyone from being afraid. Great. I feel like I know most of the other answers here. What can it do? Be really scary. What is it going to do? It's going to be really scary. Where'd it go? It's right there. (laughs) What happened here? It's scaring everybody. So I guess the last (laughs) last one I'll I'll ask is uh, going through the list. I can answer these questions. Scary, scary, scary. It's being scary and it's right there. Um, uh, What's being concealed here? I think with this new information, you see in the distance what you recognize from the map as the back office, uh, Spooky Jim's Mm -hmm. office. And Mm -hmm. the exterior is ringed with the most gaudy, kitschy looking, funny Halloween gear. Like, Mm -hmm. not spooky at all, utterly kid-friendly, pleasantries. Gang, I've got a plan. Stop screaming. Ah, oh. Uh, Cecilia was on on the money early. We got to stop people from being afraid. And I think we have just the tools we need to do that. And he points at all the all the goofy skeletons and bad ghosts and funny pumpkins. So this is a Freddy Krueger style thing. Got it. We got have it. to make them laugh. Okay. Stop being afraid. I think it's at this moment that Leon gets within maybe 50 feet of the scarecrow. Oh, no. Stops for a moment. And then starts backing away, falls onto his butt, and begins screaming in terror. And Galvan and Kristen go running towards him. No, 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 come back here, come back here. He's going to be fine. Daylight Society emergency meeting right now. Agenda. 
How to deal with the spooky scarecrow. It's the only item on I the agenda. I think Stan's already heading to the kitschy stuff. Yeah. He cracks his knuckles and he's going to get to work. And uh, Cecilia, what are you doing? There's definitely like a bullhorn or something, right? In the office. Let's say yes. We're going to ascend. Okay. I was going to say, they probably have one just for directing people or traffic or something. All right. I think Cecilia is going to run after Stan and grabs the bullhorn and will try to make her way to like a a stage area of some kind. Let's pause there. Uh, Jasper, give me a roll to manipulate someone. Well, that's a five. So Galvan and Kristen fail to heed your warnings, and they sprint off after Leon and suffer the same fate, the same fate that you suffered, and they are overcome with terror. Okay. Well, you know something that I find very funny is putting a cat in a Halloween costume. I'm speaking both as Jasper and as (laughs) Hannah, as somebody who enjoys putting her cats in Halloween costumes and finds it to be very unspooky. Um, I am going to scoop up Cat, who's been following me (laughs) and is now mine. It's my cat. I scoop up Cat and I run over to the uh, spoopy decorations. And uh, Quinn, is there a costume? Probably not a pet costume, but is there like something that I could stuff Cat into that would be visually amusing i'm gonna say absolutely yes there's a plat you know what there is there's a plastic pumpkin it's a plastic pumpkin the kind that kids carry around their candy in and Uh it's got the little anyway so i put cat in the plastic pumpkin so cat's like sticking his little head out of the plastic oh my god so fucking cute and yeah i now have a cat in my trick-or-treat pumpkin yeah uh adorable yes let's jump to cecilia (laughs) <laughs> Cecilia, you and Stan break into the back office. Stan starts going for all of the supplies. You go for the megaphone. You exit back out, and I think you see two well-to-do-looking parents, and they've pushed their kid behind them, and their eyes lock on you, and they start advancing towards you, saying, Get back, beast! You'll never take our children! <laughs> and they, they start heading your way. Um, I think I back away from them a little bit just to get a little space. And as I'm doing it, I start rapping. And I am very much rapping in a in the way that you would imagine Cecilia to rap, which is badly. Um, <laughs> and it is a Halloween rap. And it's all about thank you for coming to our very spooky corn maze. I hope you're enjoying the live theater that you're <laughs> currently receiving. And we will award a prize to the child that is smiling and laughing the most at our wonderful, very immersive theater experience. And if you'd like, I can give you a couple of bars right now. Oh, yes. Welcome to our Halloween show. Don't you know that we're the Spooky Gym Show? All the ghosts in the place say boo! Oh my god. Make sure to uh, tip your waitresses. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to make you roll for this, but I think... You can't. No. These no parents thing. and the kid just pause and, and look upon you, and you see a moment of clarity cross over their eyes. Say, <laughs> so what? What happened? Wait. You're not a demon. You're just a young no. woman who can't rap. <laughs> 
<laughs> and make sure to leave us five stars on Yelp. Stan, what are you doing? Yeah, I've grabbed a bunch of supplies from the office. I've gone along their fence of kitschy junk, and I've tried to get everything that looks as goofy as possible and erect a simulacrum of the scarecrow. Ooh, interesting. But that looks really goofy, and I'm going to carry it down across from the scarecrow in the main area and just mimic every move that it's making and go like, to just mock it. What I want to have you do here is roll weird science. Sure, I could do weird science. It's also refactoring. Yeah, that's definitely coming into play here. Okay. But I think for this to have the effect that you want, which is to mm-hmm. to really serve as a, almost like a, a countermand or a banishment for this fear. Right. Go ahead and give me a roll for weird science. Uh, that is an eight plus two is a 10. Okay. Choose one requirement. I think the requirement here is you'll need help to finish it beyond the hunters on your team in a way that like I need more people to believe that this thing is goofy. That's very good. Jasper, you and Kat, yes. your cat and a pumpkin. Cat pumpkin, yep. Are closing in on the other members of the Daylight Society who are uh, utterly enthralled pump in cat? terror. Ooh. Yes, the pump cat. Pump cat. What do you do? They're like down on the ground. So I'm like, guys, look at pump cat. And I like hold it out right in their face so that they get <laughs> like I'm blocking between them and the scarecrow is like Jasper in, you know, flannel and cowboy boots. And, you know, the, the cat is not having a great time. It's not trying to get yeah. out, but it is not enjoying this. So there's a lot of like yowling and a couple swipes at me, which is, you know, providing some good physical comedy is like Jasper trying to move the pumpkin back and forth without getting scratched by a cat. So yeah, that's that's what's going on. It's uh it's a little slapsticky. Give me a roll plus charm. Yeah. Make this spooky, you dumb magic. All right. Not gonna tell the dice whether I'm good at this or not, because they fucked me over last time. That's an eight. So this is not a manipulate someone role. It's a bit of a custom move. Okay. So I think slowly your companions begin to escape from this this stupor, this state of terror. You can tell it's working. And then you feel a sharp pain in your shoulder. And you look back and the scarecrow is right behind you. And there is a rusty hatchet buried in your back. But this is, this is, uh, it's the scarecrow, so it's not real. Mark two, real harm. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) The scarecrow is real. Well, shit. Uh. But you have freed the other members of the Daylight Society from its thrall. I back away from it and I yell, don't scream, don't be scared of it, be unscared of it, go get a spoopy Halloween costume. Also, ouch, somebody please take Pumpcat and keep them safe. I will be back for you later, little pumpkin cat. I'm not leaving here without you. Leon darts forward, takes Pumpcat into his into his arms and cradles him, and then puts the spoopy pumpkin on his head with his orange cardigan uh, oh, and starts should. doing a little dance. Good. And nearby, you can see people <laughs> stop and start to look and smile and laugh. And Kristen and Galvan <laughs> quickly run to, to begin assembling some spoopy costumes. Cecilia, what are you doing? Um, I think I'm going around to everyone like I'm some sort of like cruise ship entertainer 
you know, and you like walk around during dinner service and just want to make sure everyone's having a good time. And so I'm trying to just do like groups of two or three at a time. And I, I have not stopped rapping. So I am just <laughs> free form. Okay. <laughs> I am going to make you roll this time. Give me a roll plus charm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Whoo! Finally, the dice come back to me, baby. Ooh. That's a nine. Nice. Okay. So you are making your way through rapping. <laughs> and yep. like the Pied Piper, yeah. you are leading this group of visitors behind you cowering in your wake for for shelter from the terror. But I do think not everyone is entirely amused or bemused or spellbroken by your lyrics. And I do think uh, one person tackles you and stabs you with like a broken table leg for two harm. I believe I am now at four harm. You are. So you are unstable. That's just like Bob's corn. (laughs) But- you and Jasper, you can tell you are turning the tide of the crowd that is here at Spooky Jim's Corn Maze and Pumpkin Farm. Yes. As Stan, you emerge with your not evil twin scarecrow assembled from the finest <laughs> spoopy bits that yes. the back office has to offer. What do you do? I march with it held in front like one of those big puppets you see in the in parades. I march on down to the scarecrow and just yell out, Hey, why don't you pick on someone your own size? The scarecrow rotates on its axis and faces you, and it begins moving forward and then shudders and stops. All around, everyone is cheering and laughing and reveling in the hilarity and the spoopiness that the three of you have assembled, and this creature begins to shake and shudder and compress inwards, and then explodes outwards in a cloud of maggots that slowly dissolve into black smoke and drift up into the air. Stan pulls uh, asparagus out of his pocket and says, I don't see what the big dill is with fear anyway. (laughs) Hey! Jasper walks away. (laughs) And I think we fade away. And the last scene that we see is Halloween night, a few nights later. The Daylight Society gathered at the Prospector Pub, Jasper presiding over what is hands down the most successful pumpkin carving event that the Prospector has ever seen, with a resplendent display of pumpkins, not one Mm -hmm. of which is carved in any spooky fashion. (laughs) I love it. Aww. Yeah. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, everyone!